all the games I used to play in my younger wilder days. The game of clubs and tees it never crossed my mind. But after some discussion with my closest, dearest friends, I decided. What's up, guys? Welcome into a new episode of the Turn Fancy Golf Pod. I am Joe Nosley, and I'm here solo tonight. Uh, AP is in the mountains with no Wi-Fi, uh, no Spencer. It was unavailable, so uh, you get me this week, guys. It's good to be back with you. Uh, we 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 missed last week for the Olympics. Kind of took a little brief break. Um, so so happy to be back with you this week for the WGC. FedEx St. Jude Invitational. That is definitely a mouthful. Um, Xander Shoffley took on the gold medal last week in Tokyo. Um, a lot of us expected big things from Xander this year. Um, thought maybe the breakthrough would come in a major. Fell short in those, uh, but did grab the gold medal. Um, not sure where we rank that right now. Um, only the second time that golf's been played kind of in modern day Olympics. So don't really know where to, where we want to rank that, where we want to put it. Uh, obviously a big win, um, huge for Xander. Anytime, you know, you're talking about the Olympics, you're talking about a gold medal, you're talking about a huge accomplishment for any athlete, um, especially in golf. So hats off to Xander. Um, don't, don't think it's quite at that major championship level yet. Um, maybe may like a player's. Um, kind of seems right um, when we're talking in golf terms, but but certainly overall, globally, um, from top to bottom, the Olympics are huge and, and a huge win for Xander. So maybe he can springboard off that uh, and grab that first major victory next year in 2022. Um, huge week for kind of PGA entertainment, uh, our boy Bagels. Obviously a huge uh, Xander fan, so congrats, Bagels. And also, if, if you guys listen to the Shotgun Start podcast, uh, they, they've had a ton of fun with Rory Sabatini, guys, uh, for several years. And the, the boy from Bratislava uh, brought home the silver, uh, defected over from South Africa to uh, Slovakia. And that move worked out well for Rory. It was, it was insane. He shot a final round 61. Uh, to take home the silver. And then we had a seven-way playoff uh, for the bronze with C.T. Pan taking that home, uh, you know, edging out a bunch of uh, really stars there uh, fighting for that bronze medal, including uh, Colin Morcow and Roy McElroy. Uh, some guys we'll see this week. That That's something we'll get into um, as we move on to the uh, WGC FedEx is, uh, you know, how, how will the fatigue factor uh, – impact these guys that, that did play in Tokyo last week, but really cool. Um, I love that golf is in the Olympics. Um, it's just kind of to the point where it's, uh, you know, so new that we don't really know where to rank it as an accomplishment. It only comes around once every four years. Um, so, so guys, you know, that, that take home the gold obviously have to be in good form at that time. Uh, it's on an annual event. So just, just something different. Cool. Um, I'm sure it's really going to help grow the game globally. Um, you have to figure in some of these smaller um, countries. So really glad that golf's in the Olympics and really happy to see Xander take that home. But uh, moving on to this week, we're in Memphis. Uh, we're in my home state of Tennessee, uh, TPC Southwind for the uh, WGC FedEx St. Jude. 
Um, this was formerly just a kind of a regular tour event held for many years on this golf course out in Memphis. But in 2019, the uh, powers that be decided that it was a WGC event. Um, so be careful when you're doing some course history research because a lot of places import the uh, history from the WGC, WGC Bridgestone. Um, so kind of make sure and and be careful when you're looking into course history this week. Um, you want to look for the uh, FedEx St. Jude Invitational uh, numbers prior to 2019 um, and make sure you're not getting the Bridgestone numbers. Um, J Justin Thomas won this tournament last year. Uh, Brooks Kepka in 2019. Those are the two playings uh, since since it did become a WGC event. Um, obviously, when we're when we're talking about WGC fields, we're talking about elite players, um, no cut format, and smaller fields. Um, so that's that's something we we'll want to take into account when building our rosters this week. Um, a little bit about the golf course: um, 7,244 yards. Uh, par 70, uh, Bermuda Greens, Ron Pritchard's the architect. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of dog legs on this course. Um, a lot of precisions required. <clears throat> Anytime we're talking about a, a par 70, obviously we want to focus in on par four scoring. Um, a lot of mid irons this week. Uh, we've, we've seen some wedge fests here lately uh, on the PGA Tour, the John Deere Classic, the Rocket Mortgage, uh, 3M. Those kind of tournaments come to mind, um, and, and I think we're going to focus in a little bit more on uh, on mid irons. Uh, you know that 150 to 200 proximity, a little bit of 125 to 150, um, but you know stroke gain approach are obviously always very important in PGA DFS. It's a stat we weigh heavily each week, um, so so that's something we're going to really zero in, especially here. Um, check out those mid-iron players, guys that are strong from kind of that 150 to 200-yard range. That's what I'll be targeting this week um, as we get into salary scale. Uh, before we do, I want to encourage you guys to go check out rotoballer.com. Um, it's kind of my home side over there. Uh, it's where you can find all my articles every week. Um, Josh Bennett does an amazing course breakdown. If you do want to dive a little bit deeper into TPC Southwind, you can go over there and check that out. We got Andy Lack on on board. He's doing a PGA DFS preview each week. That's up already this week. Um, my, my guy Spencer Aguiar, um, one of the best in the business, guys, uh, does a Vegas report. Just repeatedly pounds winners. Um, so I, I really want to urge you to go sign up for our premium package over there at RotoBaller.com. You can use promo code Nice N I C E and get a discount over there. And we also have tons of free content. So we hope you go check that out. Moving on into the salary scale, we're going to just try to move the show along this week. Um, we'll dive right into DraftKings. Kind of a surprising name up at the top of the board, uh, Colin Morikawa. Uh, 11K, the only player at 11K or higher this week. Um, brand new major champion. Obviously won the uh, the Open a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it's tough to argue with Morikawa's placement up here, even though I'll admit when I when I first opened DraftKings up uh, earlier today, was a little bit shocked to see Colin Morikawa up there. Um, you know, we're used to the usual suspects for it seems like almost years. We've seen uh, DJ, Rory, JT, uh, Bryson, 
these guys up at the top of the board. So to open up the uh, DraftKings app and see Morikawa sitting on the top of the board was was kind of shocking, honestly, even though it's well-deserved and, and tough to argue with. The guy uh, is a little bit different. Um, that, that's really the best way I know to say it. Maintained for years, uh, really since he's come on the PGA Tour, that you know he had the potential to be a generational type of talent. And uh, with two, two major championships already under his belt, he certainly headed in that direction. I think he's the best iron player we've seen since Tiger Woods. Um, and his ball striking ability is going to repeatedly put him in the mix to win golf tournaments, guys. Uh, and, and when he putts decently, uh, much less well, uh, he, he's going to be fighting for victories. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that we, you know, pretty much have to take have to take into account every single week that he's teeing it up. Um if he's in the field with with his iron play, he's a he's a legitimate contender. So, had a t twenty in this uh, event last year on this golf course, and man, it seems to be right down his alley. Um, precision's required, accuracy off the tee, great approach play. Um, so, Colin Morikawa certainly uh, deserves consideration there at eleven k at the top of the board. Xander um, dropped down to Xander at ten eight. Um, coming in off obviously off a huge emotional victory, <clears throat> you kind of wonder how that's going to affect his play this week. Um, the the fatigue factor, kind of the will there, will there be an emotional letdown after that that huge win, taking on the gold medal? Um, you know, it, it's a concern for me uh, at this price tag. Um, has played well here before, had a T six here last year, had a T twenty seven in twenty nineteen, and. And Xander's the type of guy that, you know, pretty much fits any type of golf course. Um, so, you know, under normal circumstances, would be really interested in Xander here. Um, but I am a little concerned with him coming off the the huge win in Tokyo last week. As we get down to Brooks Kepka at 10-6, talk about a course history beast. Um, really the first, first play that pops completely off the board. Um, had a T2 here last year, uh, was was in this thing right down to the wire, um, and won this golf tournament in 2019. Um, Xander really, or uh, excuse me, Brooks really does love this golf course, um, has played well here even before it was a WGC event. Um, had a T2 here in 2016 and a, and a T3 back in 2015. So he, he's familiar with this golf course, and he locks this golf course. Um you know, and he, and he comes in playing extremely well. Um, Brooks kind of gets painted as a as a bomber, um, and that's obviously because he hits the ball so long off the tee, but <clears throat> it's really not fair to him because when he's playing well, um, it's based on his iron play, and his approach game's been on fire. Um, gained strokes on approach in each of his last five starts. Um, that, that dates back to that runner at finish at the PGA. Uh, top five at the U.S. Open, top five at the Travelers, just missed the top five at the Open. Um, and he's gaining an average of 3.2 strokes on approach over his last five. Um, we, we know Brooks is a big game hunter. Um, there, there are times when we kind of want to steer clear of him uh, in non-majors. <clears throat> but I'm willing to make an exception for this tournament because he has played so well here in the past. 
Um, he elected not to tee it up last week, so he's coming in fresh. And, and you have to figure he's gearing up for the stretch run. Um, and that's another thing to take into account, guys. The uh, It's been a very, very long golf season. Uh, I, I can personally attest to that. Um, doing, doing this thing every single week uh, since basically last June. Uh, but but we're we're coming to the end. Um, we've got this week the WGC. Next week's the Wyndham, and, and then we're into the FedEx Cup playoffs. So um, the, this extremely long jam packed season uh, is finally coming to an end. Um, so so we we'll, want we'll to look at these guys um, motivation wise what 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 they're playing for here over the next month or so. Um, but Brooks. Um, He's a player that we kind of always question his motivations outside of the majors, um, but but I look for him to play well this week. I look for him to come in motivated. Um, I think he's very comfortable on this golf course and the forms there um, and, and all the right areas. So uh, Brooks certainly jumps out as probably my favorite play um, over 10K this week. Um, drop down to Jordan. We know he's playing extremely well. DJ has great course history here. Has won on this golf course twice um, prior to becoming a WGC event. Um, won here in 2018, the last year it was a regular tour event. He's played fine here uh, in the two WGCs with a T20 and a T12. Um, we thought maybe DJ was heading in the right direction. And then just a, just another head-scratching performance up in Minnesota a couple weeks ago at the 3M. Um, I know he, he torched me uh, in, in a serious way there. So, you know, maybe that's a little personal bias uh, with DJ, but just hadn't seen himself this year. Um, just just hadn't been the, the Dustin Johnson that we that we seen closing out 2020 in such dominant fashion. We know he can he can flip flip the switch at any time, get things going. Um, you know that that factor is always there. A lot of win equity there with DJ. Uh, but for me, uh, at, at this point in the week anyway, uh, probably be steering clear. Feel much better going with Brooks or Upton or Kawa. Um, and closing out the 10K range, we've got Rory uh, coming in on off just missing a bronze medal over in Tokyo. And, man, uh, drove the ball beautifully really all week um, over in Tokyo. But it's just kind of kind of been the same story that we've seen all year. Um, just, just can't seem to put everything together. <clears throat> Had a really deep run on this golf course in 2019. Um, you know, if we think back, kind of entered that final round that year, battling with Brooks, kind of a little showdown there between those two. Brooks came out on top, Rory settled for a T4. Um, you know, obviously, Rory is uh, the type of player that can show up any week and win any golf tournament. We, we saw that back at the Wells Fargo a little earlier this year when he – Really been out of sorts and uh, and came up huge at Quail Hollow on a golf course where he's comfortable. Um, so so you know anything can happen, but but we do have that kind of sputtering uh, current form that he's in, not really firing on all cylinders, and he's also coming over from the Olympics. So um, you know probably probably going to kind of take a back seat for me this week when building lineups. JT uh, won this golf tournament last year. Um, had a T12 here in 2019, and you know, unfortunately, since since that players win, uh, when we felt like that was the the first of many big wins coming this year, has been relatively relatively quiet, um, especially for a player of his caliber. 
hadn't had the putter going, uh, hadn't had the irons going, certainly hadn't had them both going at the same time uh, in any given week uh, since that went at the players. So, you know, kind of similar to, to a Rory or a DJ, uh, we know that talent's there. We know the ability's there, uh, but the form just hadn't been there. So can certainly play well, lots of upside there, um, you know, but, but maybe not the greatest form coming in this week. Um, Victor Hovland was also over in Tokyo. Um, we know, we know what Vic's capable of, uh, love him as a player. Uh, had a T 59 here last year and his only start on this golf course. Um, there's a, there's upside there. Uh, another player that we feel like a, like a big win is, is just around the bend. Uh, one over in Europe there before the, uh, open championship. So, uh, Victor's certainly capable, uh, but I don't know that he's a priority for me this week. Uh, player that is a priority that is on fire, but has failed to in the winner's circle to this point this year. Louis Oosthuizen, the guy's is playing out of his mind, uh, killing it in majors, but just keeps coming up a little bit short. Uh, very frustrating, you know, for for us that roster him. I'm sure very frustrating for Louis. Um, you know, a very likable guy. A guy you want to pull forward and guy you want to see do well. Uh, just can't seem to get his get his arms on that trophy. Um, but this golf course, basically like any golf course, uh, suits his game very well. Louis has a T6 here uh, last year, had a T20 here in 2019, and, and comes in with just fire form. Um, so it's certainly a priority for me in this 9K range. I'm willing to continue riding this momentum, uh, stick with Louis while he's hot and uh you know maybe like xander last week um he keeps putting himself in position eventually one of these things is going to go his way and uh you know he's going to going to grab a win at some point um but that is the only concern with louis uh kind of his inability to actually close out golf tournaments but love him as a play this week um even at this 9.6k price tag um bryson don't know that the golf course is a great fit um was forced to miss the olympics after testing positive for covid uh last week so who knows where he is um a lot of things going on in his world right now uh parted ways with his longtime caddy several weeks ago leading up to the rocket mortgage and has looked out of sorts since um so i don't know that this even in good form, I don't know that this is a great fit for Bryson um, at TPC Southwind, and I, I'll be uh, I'll be skipping over him. Same can be said for Hideki, who it felt like had the weight of the world on his shoulders last week. Kind of, you know, a huge win at the Masters, obviously, um, and and wanted to bring home a medal in his home country last week, and, and was right there fighting, struck the ball extremely well, but. Kind of, kind of the old story with the decky. The putter just didn't get going. Um, so it certainly has the ball striking ability to play well this week. Um, but you do have to kind of wonder about his uh, emotional state um, after not being able to grab a medal last week. Um, you have to figure that was, you know, extremely taxing on him. Uh, we also have a COVID issue he's, that he's battled, um, you know, over the course of the last few weeks leading up to the Olympics. So. Um, no Hideki for me this week. Uh, Cantley's a nice player. 
um, some somebody we always kind of talk about, uh, but has just been a little bit inconsistent for my taste um, here at 93, especially when we look at the guy below him, um, the guy with the best uh, course history in this field, a two-time winner on this golf course, uh, and a runner-up last year, and that's Daniel Berger at 9,200. Um, sure, you'll hear a lot of people talk about him this week. Um, hard to hard to ignore his course history. Um, won here back to back when this was uh, just a regular tour event, and then, like I said, turned in the uh, the T two last year on this golf course. It just uh, suits him right down to the bone. Uh, Berger performs well on shorter golf courses. We saw him win at Pebble Beach earlier this year. Saw him win at Colonial last year. Um, so, you know, that's a nice fit accuracy off the tee, strong iron player. Um, that's a nice fit. And, uh, you know, some guys are believers in course history. Some aren't, um, I do take it into account personally. And, uh, you know, Burger just, just locks this golf course, performs well on this golf course and it's an excellent fit. So uh, I'm sure it'll be very popular doing this on Monday night. Don't have, uh, ownership projections yet but you have to figure he'll he'll be one of if not the most popular play on the board but uh tough to argue with daniel berger uh especially in single especially in single entry stuff uh cash game type stuff three max type stuff um you know i, I see no reason to uh to go away from him in, the, in, in excellent form as well so kind of checks all the boxes this week um w- with the only reason i can find to uh Go against Berger being ownership reasons. Um, Scotty Scheffler, a young player that's been very impressive, um, seems to come up big in in big events. Um, had a T15 in this tournament last year and uh, seems to be coming on. Another guy, <clears throat> seems like we, uh, seems like we continue to say it that uh, all these young guys have a big win in them, and Scotty Scheffler is another one that uh, we almost know has a breakthrough coming at some point. Um, I believe he can play well this week. Um, Great all-around player. Maybe doesn't suit his strengths as well as some other layouts we see on the schedule. Um, But I like Scotty Scheffler there, especially if, you know, in GPPs you're looking to pivot away from Daniel Berger. Um, Scheffler's interesting and certainly carries some upside there. So um, a very interesting GPP Play there with Scotty Scheffler. Um, Paul Casey, <clears throat> another guy that was over in Japan last week, uh, came up short over there. <clears throat> Had a tremendous year. Um, T67 and a T27 in this tournament uh, over the last two years. So not the, not the greatest uh, track record at, at Southwind as of late, uh, but we know he's a very capable player. Same can be said for Tony Finau. Um, who maybe hadn't been himself lately, looked a little bit better at the Open and the 3M, uh, but still doesn't seem to be in that type of form we we came to came to know there at the first of the year. <clears throat> Next kind of guy I'm putting a check mark beside of this week, Matt Fitzpatrick at 8800. Um, good form, nice course fit. Anytime, uh, you know. Anytime we come upon a course where distance isn't a, a, a pre prerequisite for success, uh, Fitzpatrick pops in my head. So 
Uh, sure enough, uh, T6 and a T4 in, in this event over the last two years. So it seems to be a really good fit for him. Um, very manageable golf course for him. Hit fairways, hit greens, make make putts. Um, that, that's the Matt Fitzpatrick formula. I uh, look for him to play well this week. Patrick Reed has kind of been on a whirlwind. Um, uh, got called in to uh, replace DeChambeau in the Olympics. Flew over to Japan, went through all the COVID protocol, played over there. Now he's coming back. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a gamer, but uh, I don't know that I love Patrick Reed this week. Lowry, another Olympian uh, that has played great golf lately. Had a T6 here last year, and, and I really like his form. I think you can give Shane Lowry a look. Uh, Webb Simpson below him has great course history. Um, T12 and a runner-up finish here in his last two starts at TPC, TPC Southwind. Um, he's, a, he's a Southeast guy. He's very familiar with these types of golf courses. Um, can, can handle this well, but I don't love the form. Um, Webb just hadn't, hadn't seemed really right to me uh, over the last uh, month, two months. Um, didn't manage the top 20 at the Open. Um, that's, that's the best he's looked in a couple months. So, you know, if, if you're not concerned about the recent form, uh, the course history and the course fit, uh, would certainly point in Webb's direction. Um, another guy I'm looking at here in the eights, uh, skipping over Neiman is, uh, Abraham answer, uh, had a T 15 here last year and we've seen him play extremely well this year. Uh, and this, this course is a great fit. Um, Kind of echoing back to Matt Fitzpatrick. Not a long golf course. Um, demands a little bit more precision from these guys. And answer certainly checks that box. Uh, we've seen him come close this year. Top five at the Travelers. Made a really deep run there. Had a runner up at the Wells Fargo. Made a, a late run at the PGA Championship there in the final round. Um, so, you know, another guy that, that feels like he's coming and and uh, he's a guy that I'll be looking at closely this week. Um, as we move on down into the the 7K range, things kind of, even though this is uh, an elite field with a lot of names we know, it feels like there's a, a drop-off here. Um, but but some good value down in the 7Ks. Willie Z, uh, our boy, Will Zalatoris, not sure what's up with him. Um, had to withdraw from the Open. Uh, injured his back there on a swing. We hadn't seen him since, um, so we don't really know what we're getting. Uh, if we're if we're looking at this blindly, um, seems like a great fit for him with his ball striking, um, but also hadn't looked like the same player um, since that kind of magical run at the Masters. Um, played poorly at the U.S. Open, and as I mentioned, had the WD from the Open. So, don't really know what we're getting with Willie Z there. Um, Drop down to uh, Harris English, uh, who who feels really underpriced to me here at seventy six. Uh, doesn't have any recent history here, um, but but has played well at this golf course in the past. Um, back when it was just a regular tour event before it became a WGC event. Um, Harris won this tournament uh, back in twenty thirteen, and uh, had a T ten here in twenty seventeen. Um, so so this is a guy that. Is coming in in fire form, won the Travelers a few weeks ago, made a deep run at the U.S. Open, um, rested up last week, uh, coming in ready to go. 
uh, with good course history. So, you know, at 7,600, uh, I imagine he'll be a popular play. But, uh, you know, it, it's a play I'm willing to make here at this price tag. Uh, Terrell Hatton sticks out at 7,400, but the course history isn't good and the recent form isn't good. So, uh, you know, I'd much rather pay a couple more hundred bucks to get up to Harris English there in the mid-sevens. Um, Billy Horschel's a guy with great course history, uh, horrible form, and that's kind of a, a recurring theme as we go down the salary scale. Uh, we'll see these guys, these either-or guys, um, either bad current form or bad course history, um, you know, bad, uh, good course history, bad form, just not everything all together. And Billy Horschel certainly checks that box, um, has played really well here over the course of his career. Most recently, uh, T25 here last year, had a T9 in 2019. Um, but he's a streaky guy. Um, we, we know this. Those of us that play a lot of PGA DFS know this. Uh, very streaky player, and he is cold right now. So, you know, I think a lot of people will notice that course history, but I'm a little concerned with the form there uh, with, with Billy Ho. Um, Justin Rose. Man, he's, he's pretty much been off my radar um, basically all year. Um, Poulter's a, an interesting play. This is the type of course where he can uh, play well and, and has played well here in the past. Had a had an eighth-place finish here in 2019. Had a T10 here in 2018. Uh, we, we know to kind of keep an eye out for him in Ryder Cup years. Um, so Poulter closing out the 7K range is, a, is an interesting player and as we get down the sixes <clears throat> we can be aggressive this week guys um it's a no-cut event so certainly can take some shots down here if we want um you know looking for guys that can rack up birdies over four rounds matthew wolf uh comes to mind when if we are taking that that angle um as far as explosive guys birdie makers type of guy that will keep firing um, not really, if you're not really too worried about finishing position, uh, does have a top 25 on his resume here back in 2019, uh, didn't play well last year, had a T 49, but you know, we've seen some explosive stretches from him, uh, since he returned to golf at the U S open, that U S open performance was, was really unbelievable. And, uh, a lot, a lot of people jumped on him at the, at the rocket and three M courses where he had good, good course history. Um, but, but he's an explosive guy. Uh, same can be said for uh, a guy like Kevin Kisner, um, who, who does it in a different way than Matthew Wolf, but certainly has the ability to go low. Um, th this is a course where he can compete with the Bombers. Um, had a T25 here last year, a T27 back in 2019. Um, really headed into the open with some, with some trending form. Uh, struggled a little bit over there, but... You know, I think Kisner's an interesting play here at 6,800. Um, a, a guy that I'll give some serious consideration to. Cameron Champ coming off the win. Uh, doesn't seem to be a great fit for him here, um, but, but did log a T25 here last year. And, uh, you know, going forward, guys, he's, he's just one of those players that, that we kind of have to know in the back of our minds is going to uh, pop up a couple times a year uh, when things are going well. He hits the ball so long. Uh, such an advantage kind of kind of right out of the gate that you know he's, he's going to catch a hot putter a couple couple three times a year and and be in the mix and you know can, can win golf tournaments um will he carry that form over 
this week remains to be seen. Um, but at 6,700, I, th- I think a lot of people will be giving him a look down there um, just because of the explosive upside that he does have. Uh, if you want to get a little crazy this week, get a little squirrely, you got Philly Mick down there at 6,600. Um, had a T2 here last year and has played really well throughout his career on this golf course uh, back when this was just the St. Jude Invitational. So, uh, you know, if, if you're shopping, you're feeling a little frisky, you're in GPPs, uh, there, there's probably worse dart throws out there than Philly Mick. Uh, Robert McIntyre's a guy. Um, some might be surprised to see him down here at this price. He's played really well in major championships, played well in the Open. Um, I believe made the cut in all four majors this year, played well. Um, but hasn't translated that success to kind of regular type events um in the u.s um is familiar with this course played here last year had a t59 um so i mean bobby max a talented young player i think a guy you can give a look to um you know then we're getting down into uh competent players uh veterans westwood uh i got a former winner here from way back in the day ron palmer had a t15 here last year He's been off the radar. Stewart Sink, who knows what happened over at the Open. Kevin Nah, I never play. You guys know this. Uh, same can be said for Lucas Clever. The John Deere was not a good week for me. Uh, you, you can probably figure that out by by how those two did. Um, Higo, Garrett Higo is an interesting play uh, at 6,300. Um, almost Cameron Champ-like, and that feels like he can explode at any time. Uh, we, we've seen him log some wins over in Europe, uh, one over here earlier this year at the Palmetto. So, you know, he's a player that's very dangerous at that price tag. And then let's talk about our boy at 6K, <coughs> Wilco Nienauber, uh, the long header, hits it longer than Bryson. I really hope they get paired together just so he can kind of shatter Bryson's ego a little bit. Um, the, kid's, <laughs> the kid's supernaturally long. Um, it's really unbelievable. So at 6K, you know, if you want, want to take a flyer, um, you can give Wilco a look. Um, that took us through the salary scale, guys. Uh, nothing fancy this week. Just just me. Just me here with you. Uh, appreciate you being with us. Hope you'll uh, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, check out our uh, Apple Podcast channel, Spotify. Like and subscribe on there. It really does help us a lot. Um, you know, normally the, the shows are a little more fun <laughs> when AP's here with us, but, uh, uh, wanted to talk to you guys this week. Good to talk to you. Um, didn't, didn't get a chance to last week. I actually, um, had Spencer sit in for me at the 3M. So hadn't got to talk to you guys in a while and, and, and really glad to be back with you. I'm looking forward to finishing up the year strong. Um, but, but now that we're at the end of the show, we're going to wrap things up, uh, not, not dilly dally around this week. And, uh, we're going to go darts and hearts. Um, AP's favorite segment of the show. I know a lot of you guys enjoy our darts and hearts. Uh, as usual, uh, I haven't gotten a lot of thought, uh, <laughs> to who I'm going with. So I'll, uh, I'll toss out, uh, dart play. Let's go kids. Let's go Kevin Kisner, a little sub-7K play. Um, like the form he's shown over the past month. Um, I think he can compete here. 
So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss out the kids. Let's 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 see if the kids get lit this week. My heart uh, goes up top, and maybe it's just this is a true heart play. Maybe it's just a guy that I I really want to see get a victory before the year's out. And that's Louis Tazen. Uh <clears throat> Maybe he'll get there. Maybe this is the week. Uh, Xander Xander broke through last week after kind of a lengthy drought. Um, so so maybe it's time for Louie uh, to take one down. Uh, was extremely happy to see Morikawa uh, get a win at the Open. I love him. One of my favorite young players. Um, but but kind of heart heart wrenching for Louie. So would love to see him. Uh, you know, in in his year on a good note. Um, get that elusive win in America. So. I'm going heart play Louie this week. Um, thank you guys so much. I uh, hope, hope you enjoy the uh, WC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. As I mentioned, visit rotoballer.com. Uh, use promo code NICE over there for a discount. And uh, check out uh, all the places where you can find us. We, we hope you'll like and subscribe. Uh, helps us out. And, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks, guys. I've already hit three in the lake. It's gonna drive.